The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you. Hi! It's Michael Govier from the Hayden's Rico Palazzo, Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Well, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for coming out here this evening. A real pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. It really means a lot to us. Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Plaza Podcast on Twitter. Two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. MJ Govier, G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R on Twitter. That's me. Welcome in. So glad to have you. I want to talk about something that's real simple today on the Sunday Fabulous Fab and Streamers show. I want to know. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. It's that simple. Are the decisions you're going to make, or you've already made for this coming week, is it worth the squeeze on this delicious juice? Is that tasty, tasty juice of Raphael Montero going to be worth the squeeze? Eh. Is Kendall Graveman out for a long period of time, or is it just a COVID enlistment, and he'll be back in two days? These are the questions and concerns that will be coming to you directly with. It's so great to have everybody here. I don't know where Deary is. Uh, I haven't heard from him. And I really hope he's okay. But I couldn't wait any longer. We got to go live because I know you guys wait for the show every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we'll talk about two star pitchers for the coming week, possible fab bids, who's got the best schedule, and so on and so forth. But don't forget, rotofanatic.com. That's right, rotofanatic.com's got all you need. In fact, when we do the Sunday fab show, we use Crosby Spencer's wonderful schedule factors. They're really useful for the coming week because you're going to need it. And when it comes to park factors mixed in with the schedule divided by the last three years, Crosby Spencer's got you covered. So please go to rotofanatic.com, use his schedule factors for the coming week because you're going to be better off for it. I don't want you to be lesser off. I want you to be better off. And I know when it comes to Crosby Spencer's schedule factors. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. I know it is. The juice is definitely worth the squeeze. You don't have to tell me twice. Good Lord. Jasper Springer's here. What's up, Jasper? Good to see you. He says he's going to need help setting three rosters this week. Well, hot damn. That sounds like an intense situation. Damn! We're here to help. At least I'm here to help. We would welcome all the feedback on the live stream as well. If anybody has any questions or even some ideas to help your fellow Palazzo people, well then. By all means, share it. Get the comments flowing here, and hopefully we can all help each other make better roster decisions in the coming week. Uh, first things first, I want to talk about the schedule. And as I said, I use Crosby Spencer's schedule factors to help me out. You guys should be doing the same damn thing. Rotofanatic.com. No mysteries there. We've got seven 
team, seven game teams. <laughs> seven games will be played by Cleveland, the White Sox, Detroit, Baltimore. By the way, Michael Fulmer blew the save today for my Tigers. They lost to the Royals. That was dumb. Just when Michael Fulmer was really grabbing a hold of that job, he might have been played one too many days in a row. That's all I'm saying, AJ Hinch. I know you cheat and you're the master and you know way more about baseball than I'll ever digest in my lifetime, but just something to consider. Seven game weeks include Baltimore, Toronto, Oakland, Seattle, Milwaukee, St. Louis, and Miami, New York Mets, Colorado, San Diego. Basically, we should tell you who has a short week. That's three teams. Three Thrice glasses, Boston, Houston, Atlanta. Those are the three teams that have five games going on this week. So the Red Sox, Astros, and Braves are a little light in the load if you're looking for hitters. Uh, yeah, Jaybird, what's up, man? Good to see you. Load up on Tigers. Damn right. Absolutely. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All day long. Unfortunately, Michael Fulmer couldn't get the job done for us today, Jaybird, as I was just mentioning. Sad day. But yeah, the Tigers actually... Might sound crazy to some of you out there, but the offense is playing pretty damn well. After they bottomed out earlier in this month, it seems like they couldn't be any worse. Miguel Cabrera had two homers on Friday night, including a grand slam, a monster weekend for him. And he has first base eligibility now. So depending on what your league format is, it's not just utility. He has two. Give me two, Utah. Utah, give me two. Opter. So if you are looking for a guy like that who's cheap, Kind of been dismissed. Like, ah, Miguel Cabrera, he's over. He's just chasing his 500 home runs and his 3,000 hits. Well, he's very motivated for both of those. So you could benefit in the short term. So, yeah, that's how the schedule looks this week. Like I said, I use Crosby, Spencer's schedule factors. I'm going to keep mentioning it because it's really damn good work. Crosby does some of the best work in the biz. And you guys don't even know who he is. So you need to get to know Crosby. Please follow him on Twitter at Crosby Spencer one That's numerical one. And I'll drop in his schedule factors. Link here in the live chat. Jasper Springer says, have several on my two keepers. Oh, Tigers wide. All right, Jasper, way to go. Tigers are actually making a name for themselves. That is wonderful news. Uh, in terms of the schedule, that's pretty much all I want to go over. Uh, we can move into two start pitchers this week and how the schedule will impact them. Um, but I'd also like to make a couple notes about the schedule beyond that. Uh, the Oakland A's have Seattle for three and the Angels for four. That's a nice little schedule. I would look at that. The White Sox have three against St. Louis and four against Baltimore. And St. Louis's pitching is, I mean, their offense has been outstanding, but their pitching has been a problem. They had Miles Mikolas. He returned on Saturday night, and he got into the fifth inning before he said, oh, I hurt my elbow. So it's bye-bye. He went right back on the IL. That was short-lived. But that doesn't mean that they got enough offensive reinforcements to fill the void for the pitching staff. They don't. They definitely don't. Uh, then uh, some names that we'll talk about on this show as well. Miguel Andujar. Miguel Sano, obviously, we had a show on Friday called Who Will Be the Next Miguel Sano? And that was tough to do. That was not easy. Let me tell you that much for sure. Ryan, what's up? Yo! In the house. Well, gentlemen, I can't thank you enough for coming out here this evening. Good to see you. Good to see you, Ryan. Thanks for being here. It's the Sunday evening fabulous fab show. Deary's missing in action. I'm just doing a solo. YOLO solo. I need a YOLO. Uh... Go Tigers. That's all I got is go Tigers. But if you have questions, guys, pop them in this live stream. I want to talk with you. Right now, I'm. it's me and you doing the show. So basically, you guys are all the co-hosts. Me, and you guys. So if we have questions, ideas, concepts you want to cover, you can throw them at me and I will happily, happily give my two cents. So the Yankees outfield is a real disaster right now. Giancarlo Stanton is supposed to come back this week, but Miguel Andujar is getting a bump here and he's been playing consistently because they're just, they're devastated. Aaron Hicks is probably out for the year. Like I said, Stanton, Brett Gardner, Clint Frazier has been horrible. So... I think Andujar is the guy to look to play here as well because he doesn't suck. He's had a bad go of it when he had that injury a couple years ago. It set his career back. I mean, this guy was the rookie of the year a couple of years ago, but he's played every day so since last weekend. So that's a nice stretch of consistent playing time with a bat that could do something. So I'd be looking big time at Miguel Andujar this week, and I'm expecting some big bids as well unless he was already owned in your league. Ryan says, oh, no, someone booked a Deary back massage. 
That's a good one. Someone booked a deary back massage during the Fab Show. You'd have to be a regular listener or viewer to catch that one. Well done, Ryan. Ryan's really pushing that. And I think you're a funny guy, Ryan. I really do. Truly. All right, so let's talk two-star pitchers this week. As far as the two-steppers, you know, the usual suspects you're going to start. You don't really have to question much when you take a guy like Jacob deGrom, who's supposed to be back on Tuesday to face the Rockies. You know, it's not really uh, something you question. In fact, you blindly do it. You just do it. Just do it. That's what I know about that. But in terms of the guys where the questions will come into, is it worth it? Will they hurt my ratios? Are they going to blow up my spot? Let's talk about Tyler Molly, who people have said is pretty much a reliable superstar on the rise. A lot of breakouts for Tyler Molly of the Cincinnati Reds. But he's got at the Nats and at Chicago Cubs this week. That's something you might want to think about because if he blows you up, then you're looking at a situation where it's like, well, I wanted to play Tyler Molly and I thought he was going to be good for me because he gets a lot of strikeouts, but it turns out he's not as great as I thought he was. So I think if you're going to play Tyler Molly, you have to have some confidence in some of the other pitchers you got going this week. You want to make sure that you're making the right choice. What's best decision for your team? And even though he's been good, he did get ripped recently, which kind of bums you out, brings you down, makes you sad. And I can feel that. Molly depression is a real thing. His last outing against the Giants, he gave up seven earned runs. Seven! Ooh, no home runs on that either, which makes it even kind of stranger. Two walks is not bad, but seven earned runs on a, seven hits. He basically got hit to death. Might have got some bad breaks, so if he didn't give up a lot of long balls, maybe you can look to yourself and say, you know, kind of got unlucky in that start, and I'll throw it out the window. But he also had a six-earned run blow up against the Chicago Cubs on February, or February, May 2nd. So that's two blowups this month. Really cause for concern. I don't think Molly is an instant start status, even if the Nationals offense sucks. Alex is here. What's up, Alex? Alex says, Frankie Matas has Seattle and the Angels. He's the one I'm debating. Currently leading, yes, since they're both at home. Well, I got to tell you, that's a nice, solid matchup. With Mike Trout out of the lineup, the Angels are a little less formidable. Maybe they could pitch around Shohei Otani some more. I know Anthony Rendon's in the house, and Jared Walsh has been an absolute revelation. The juice was definitely worth the squeeze on Jared Walsh this year, and I regret that I don't have more of him. Good job, Mr. Walsh. Well done. But... As far as Alex's point, Frankie Montas having two nice matchups, I think think it's a go-ahead. The problem is Montas has not been reliable this year. We have him in the tag team satellite league, me and Eric Cross, and we've kept him on the bench the last couple of weeks just because we don't know if we can trust him. And we've had some of the guys rise up, like Spencer Turnbull through the no-hitter. That was incredible. That was a real nice. Thank you, Spencer, for that. But guys like Chris Bassett have been better than Frankie Montas. Wouldn't you agree? So I think that causes pause and makes me think that even though I didn't start Montas the last couple of weeks, I think it could be time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. What do you say? Love to hear from you guys in the live chat here. Ryan says, yeah, Molly depression is real. <laughs> go Tigers. You are fucking hilarious, Ryan. Seriously. Do you have your own show yet or what? Or do you want to write for this show? Because your material is outstanding. And I'm not even kidding at all. Alex says Kikuchi has the Oakland versus Texas two-step as well. And I need the K's badly since I'm getting crushed so hard to bench him. Hmm. Kikuchi against Oakland and Texas. Well, against Texas, I think you're almost always starting your starters. Texas has been no hit. And they don't have a consistent offensive base, even though they have some good players on the team that I use. Nick Solak. I love Nick Solak. I start him all the time and never bench him. But the A's could be a little bit more up in the air. Mark Canna has sat out today, and there's injury concerns with our old pal Canna. So if he's not going to be a part of the lineup in that matchup with Kikuchi, that could help you. That could be a positive. But we got to check in and see what the in- initial and official diagnosis is for Mr. Canna, who has been an absolute... I mean, Ken has been amazing. Ken has been a great find. He's stealing and hitting for power and getting on base just like you expect him to. In OBP leagues, he is king, no doubt about it. Jasper says, picked up Smiley for his two starts and looking at Gomber as well. Ooh, Drew Smiley, I said it on this show last Sunday, if you were here live, just like we are every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I said that Smiley would go on a run. 
And I don't think he's going to be reliable all season long, but he will get the job done for you in stretches. And if this is one of those times, then that's probably the time to shine. Uh, I'm looking to see, is Smiley a two-starter this week? Because I don't have him on my list. And if I have the wrong list, then you can yell at me and say, hey, you're a loser, Govier, get it together. But uh, I don't see Smiley on my list. So uh, verify that, and I'll stand by. But either way, Drew Smiley does go on a run. And when that run happens, it could be happening right now. You want to get the most out of it. So make sure it happens. The Angels lineup with no trout stinks, says Ryan. Ryan, you are very wise. Texas apparently has Babe Ruth in the flesh now with frickin' Adolis. I don't want to... I, I mean, Adolis Garcia is what makes baseball amazing. Does it not? Isn't that's why we do it? If there's a guy who's worth the squeeze when it comes to the juice... Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. Adolis Garcia's juice was very tasty and worth the time. So I was dead wrong on him. I keep expecting him to fail, but I'm not going to do that anymore because this guy's riding the waves of sunshine to the promised land with home runs, steals, still hitting for a decent average too. I don't know how you can say no. So until further notice, Adalis Garcia is a must-start 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if you are starting a pitcher against him, you have to consider that, okay, Nick Solak, Adalis Garcia, these are guys to fear. I don't feel that way, but <laughs> seeing is believing, is it not? I mean, Adalis Garcia is 28 years old. He wasn't some super prospect that they've been waiting on to blow up. That is not the case at all. This is a guy who's toiled around the minors and didn't really come through. And now, all of a sudden, he is king. So, that's up to you. I'll leave it up to you guys. If you want to start against the Rangers, go ahead. I still think it's the way to go. But, hey, I've been wrong before, and i got to tell you guys something. I'm a fallible human being, and I will be wrong again. I promise you. Uh, other two steppers this week that I want to talk about. Tarek Skubal got people excited last week against the Mariners because the Tigers had a great week. I mean, they they dominated the Mariners on the road. We had the Spencer Turnbull no-hitter, and then Tarek Skubal followed that up with a rock-solid performance. So the Mariners' offense is, they're in trouble. It's tough times. The economy is down for the Mariners. But they'll be back. They strike out a lot, though. So Skubal took advantage of that. And when he takes on Cleveland and the New York Yankees this week, Cleveland at home and the Yankees at home, I like the Cleveland at home matchup. They lost Franimal. So sad. Bye-bye, Mr. Reyes. We had so much promise, and he was the key to the offense. Franimal Reyes is gone. So that's good news for if you have a pitcher going against Cleveland, and I would take advantage of that opportunity myself. Uh, Jasper says next week Smiley has two. Okay, yeah, next. Thank you. There's the clarification. Sorry, week week nine. Okay. So that's this week or next week? Because isn't this week nine? I get mixed up on the week numbers. I really don't. Adalis song coming? Hey, if you have a request, if somebody could think of a quality Adalis Garcia cover parody song that I can do, you give me it, I'll make it happen. If you have the song that just fits naturally into Adalis Garcia's story, I will do it for you. I promise that. So you can always send an email, palazzopodcast at protonmail.com. Two L's and two Z's. Give me two. And of course, Plaza Podcast on Twitter. That's us. And I'm at MJ Govier, G-O-V as in Victor I-E-R on Twitter. And he's C-Deary 1999 when he's here. Dearly beloved, not like the hoofed antlered bozo animal that crashes into your car. All right, other two starters I want to talk about. David Peterson's got Colorado and Atlanta this week. They're both at home. And I say it's a full go. Atlanta crushed Pittsburgh <laughs> over the last couple of days. They put up a huge spot on Pittsburgh. It was a 20 spot. It was outstanding. Ronald Acuna is the MVP. Even though Shohei Otani is amazing, I think it's Okunia and Otani. Those are your two MVPs. And until we're shown otherwise, those are the way, those are the results. And that's the way it's going to be. But David Peterson is sneaky good. He's underrated. And I think at home against Colorado, I have no fears. And at home against Atlanta, I think it's worth starting. If you're in a weekly lineup, putting in Peterson could be a benefit to you. You look what he's done in his game log this year. He's, first off, he's 25 years old, okay? 6'6", 240. He's an imposing figure. He's a lefty. He's still coming into his prime. He's not even in his prime yet, but he has great outings where he gives you a lot of K upside. And if you look at his game log, he hasn't really got absolutely torched at all. He gave up six runs back on April 21st to the Cubs, but only three of those were earned. So he's been pretty reliable. 
I don't know why you would not be starting him on a regular basis. He's had a 10 strikeout game, a nine strikeout game, an eight strikeout game. I just don't see any reason that he would hurt you right now. And those matchups, Rockies and Braves, it's not in Coors. Coors. So you don't have to worry about a blow up there. That's how I see it. Jasper says, I'm behind MLB by one week. Wrapped the first two weeks into one. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Everybody's leagues are different, how they start, and if they're head-to-head and how they get tied up. All-star break turns into like a double week, depending on your league. So I get it, Jasper. No worries. But I like Daniel Peterson. He's actually one of my plays of the week here. I think he's underrated. If he's a free agent, I would get him in your league and take a chance on him. Uh, A couple more here. Matt Shoemaker's got the Orioles and the Royals both at home. And I know the Twins have sucked, so you have no reason to trust Shoemaker, but I kind of like the matchups. It's not terrible. If you're in a bad way and you're really trying to get some wins, if you're way, way down in a roto league or in a head-to-head league and you need wins, Shoemaker could provide possible wins. The Twins cannot be as bad as they have been. They're going to turn a corner at some point. Are they not? Am I crazy? We all go crazy here! Am I the only one who gives a shit about the rules? So, I say market zero. And, you know, Shoemaker won't cost you much. I mean, you could pick him up for nothing. (sighs) Home Baltimore, home Kansas City. Think about it. Consider it. Uh, All right, some other ones that we could probably ignore. Unless you guys disagree with me. Jake Arrieta's at Pittsburgh and home against Cincinnati. I don't like the start at home against Cincinnati at all. At Pittsburgh, I would like. So, if you're looking for one start and you don't play in a weekly league where you can drop him after a daily move, maybe take the Pittsburgh start and bail. Uh, after that, I don't know. Ross Stripling's got Tampa Bay at home and then at Cleveland. Those aren't bad matchups. And some of the articles I'm reading are saying, hell no, I don't want anything to do with Ross Stripling. But Ross Stripling can provide value. And if he gets a matchup like that against the Rays, who are not great, the Rays' offense, they've had some blow-ups where they've really pounded the shit out of the baseball but they're not always doing that on the reg and when it comes to a guy like Ross Stripling you know you've seen him do it before but you might get worried because his last outing against Boston he gave up six earned runs including three caught him three home runs which is no bueno no good at all but otherwise he's been somewhat reliable although the walks have been a problem a few times. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm actually starting to talk myself out of this. If you have to start Ross Stripling, you might be in a desperate way, and I can't help you. I'm going to move on from that. Alex wants to know, when do you think Manoa gets called up, and is he an ad, even in 10-team leagues? Woo! Well, I want to tell you right now, Alex. Alec Manoa is pitching lights out in the minor leagues. And I know everybody's already jumping on him. It's some of the big-time money leagues I'm in with some big-time players. They already picked him up last week. So I think the people who are in the know or like to think they are in the know have already been targeting him. So if you can spare the roster space, I think 10-team is a, is a stretch. 12-team and up, yeah, I think it's worth a flyer. He could be that good, and he is that good. I just think there's going to be better options that are readily available in a 10-team league just because it's shallower and there's more opportunity. So I would kind of I'd cut it off there. Uh, but it's always worth an opportunity if you have a free spot to spare. If you, I don't know how you would, though, with all the injuries going on. How could anybody say, you know, I got a bench spot spare. I think I'll just pick up Alec Manoa and just kind of wait it out. <laughs> I don't think so. That's probably not reality. So 10-team, no. Anything above that, sure, why not? Let's do it. That's how I see it. Jasper says that he believes Alec Manoa will come up in two weeks. Count him two. That's right. Okay, well, Jasper. Utah, give me two. You asked for two weeks. You got it. You're watching the Hans Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's the Sunday Fab and Streamer Show. We're talking two-star pitchers. Any other two-starters you guys want to talk about real quick, feel free to throw them in the comments. But otherwise... I think I've covered the ground. Uh, Spencer Turnbull's got Cleveland and the Yankees at home. I think those are must-starts. I think he's a really good pitcher, and the no-hitter was just a reminder of a talent that he can be. I actually think he can be the most reliable pitcher on the Tigers' staff. That's what I think. Um, Quickly, quickly, Charlie Morton at Boston, at New York Mets. I don't like it. I'd stay away from the Boston matchup, which means the Mets matchup I might be interested in, but if you have a weekly league and you have to start them for both i don't want anything to do with that i just don't uh sandy alcantara's got philadelphia at home and at boston i'm not afraid i love philly alcantara owns philly he kicks philly's ass take a look at some of his starts against philly he's been outstanding even going back to last year and the year before that he 
doesn't fear Philly. So that's a must start, and I'm willing to take the chance against Boston. Show me that Sandy Alcantara is one of the better pitchers in baseball, or at least he's becoming one of them. All right, let's move into relief pitching. As far as relief pitchers this week, what are you guys thinking? How do you feel about some of these guys available? Like the, Let's start with the Blue Jays mess. So the Blue Jays, <laughs> they tried Chatwood today. Chatwood gets blown up, and he hadn't really been bad at all until today. So Chatwood fails. Uh, Romano doesn't always get the opportunities. Rafael Dolas had a blow up a couple days ago, but he came back off the IL. He also pitched really good today, So or was it yesterday? But either way, he came in for one and one-third, had a few strikeouts. I don't know what you're doing there. I think if Dolis is available, I would pick up Dolis. And f- Mr. Fulmer, Michael Fulmer of my Tigers. Go Tigers. He's got the job. And even though he shit the bed today by giving up the walk-off home run, this is what it sounded like. That one is long gone. After he did that, I still think he's got the job. Soto. Could get in the mix, but if you have Gregory Soto and you'd rather have Michael Fulmer, I think it's a wise idea. I wish all week long that I had picked up Fulmer in my home league, but there's a lot of Tigers fans in there, and they got way ahead of me on that. So good job there, BYB. Bless you, boys. Shout out. You guys kick ass. But Michael Fulmer's the guy, so get Fulmer. Get Fulmer. It'll be worth it to you. Don't be scared by today. If anything, maybe somebody will panic and drop him or something, and you could pick him up. Michael Fulmer is the closer Detroit. I'm locking that in. So, there's that. Uh, other than that, Hanzo Robles. A lot of people picked him up last week. If he's still available in your league, you clearly want to take a flyer on Robles. I still think that Colome will take this job back at some point, but I can't promise you when that will be. So, for me to say that would be ludicrous. But Robles blew the save today, but he got the win. So I hate that. I really don't think that's fair. I hate it when a guy blows a save and he gets the win just out of pure circumstance. Fuck that shit. It's a bunch of trash. I want you guys to pick up Colome. Alex Colome is going to get this job back sooner than later. He was terrible, terrible, terrible to start this year. And you're not going to hear me say that he wasn't or anything otherwise. But this is how these things go in bullpens, right? You've seen it all before. We abandon the guy who sucks. And then we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. And all of a sudden, he starts to play well again. And next thing you know, he's back in the driver's seat, kicking ass and taking names. Unfortunately, he did not pitch well over the weekend against Cleveland. Uh, He took the loss, so that kind of slows my roll on that. I kind of feel like maybe uh, I'm going to eat my words now. Uh, Yeah. But, no, I still believe in it. Prior to yesterday, he hadn't had any problems striking people out or giving up hits and giving up an earned run in his last three or four appearances. He was on the right track. And the Twins are a, they're a sad mess. They're like an icky, 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 gross mess. They will f- bum anybody out who touches them. Anybody who puts on a Twins uniform right now, sorry, Nathan Dockin. I know you love your Twins, and I love you. You're a great man. But anybody who touches a Twins uniform turns to dust right now. It's just a miserable experience. But if you like banking on closers and you want to be in the driver's seat, I still think Colome takes this job. But it also could be just a dastardly, awful situation. It's not as bad as Arizona. <laughs> I won't say that. No. But it's pretty, pretty bad. And when it comes to bullpens, you know at rotofanatic.com, we got you covered. My guy, Mr. Dr. Mike Carter. If you don't know Mike Carter, he's one of the coolest guys around. Like, he doesn't take himself seriously at all. But he takes his work seriously, and he does a Closing Remarks article every Sunday that covers every damn bullpen in the biz. And he does it with great detail and puts hours of work into it. And he's got kids, and he works at a school. He's an administrator. This guy has a busy life on his hands, but he still gets the job done. So I dropped the link in here at rotofanatic.com for Closing Remarks by my guy, Mr. Dr. Mike Carter. Mr. Doctor is an inside joke. If you don't know Mike Carter, he... Uh, jokingly referred to himself as a doctor. He's not a doctor, but he's Mr. Doctor anyway. So that's how it's going to be when it comes to Mr. C. Hey, but please check it out. He's going to help you. He's going to make a difference. He's going to make a difference. Brian K. Rodman, my main man, says, I've been monitoring the Kansas City bullpen. Stomont has been wobbly. Maybe Barlow worth a stash. (sighs) 
you know, it really bums me out that Stomont hasn't been able to really take control of that situation. But I think he still has it. Just because things didn't go well yesterday and he shit the bed doesn't mean that he's lost this job. I know Barlow's in the mix, but Stomont had two staves this week. Count them two. I'm not just saying this to hit the button. Utah. Give me two. He had two saves this week. And over his last one, two, three, four, five appearances, hadn't given up an earned run. So I think Stomont is definitely the guy still. I think Barlow's a fun speculation. But I don't think Stomont's going away. They put him in this job at the beginning of May, and he's basically been great. He basically had. He had one blow up in early May, and then he didn't pitch so well yesterday. But other than that, he's got the job done. So am I crazy? I mean, you could tell me, but I think Stomont is the man. That's the guy you want in that pen. Jaybird says, Rizella Glacius got dropped in an NFBC league, and I need saves. How much should I spend? It's a great question, Jaybird. I know you love your Tigers. Go Tigers! But I think this is worth triple digits. I do. Rizella Glacius is an excellent relief pitcher, and I know he's been a mess. The Angels' bullpen has been a mess, so much so that they traded for Hunter Strickland uh, over the last week, I believe. But I think that the best is yet to come for Mr. Iglesias. And I w- I'm surprised that someone dropped him. Even if it is an NFBC league and it's a big money league, I know that he, he got ripped on Friday. Didn't take the loss, but he gave up some runs. But he took the win today. One and a third innings pitch, two strikeouts. That's outstanding. And then his last couple appearances, he got a save and a win. So I think the worst is over with Iglesias. And I think it's worth putting $150. I really do. I assume it's a $1,000 budget. I think you got to go big on a guy like this because Iglesias is the guy there. They traded for him with full intent to use him in this role. And I don't see him losing it because he's already been pretty bad and he never lost the job. Right? So I go big here. I think he can go as high as the 170s. Uh, borderline. I mean, if you need saves that bad, and if you're really clawing for a closer, this is one of the this will be one of the most reliable closers that you'll get on the free agent wire in an NFBC league. I assume this is. This could be 12-team. I don't know. You can let me know, Jaybird. Is this an OC, 12-team OC, or is it a 15-team Roto? Um, you let me know. But if it's 12-team, I guess it makes sense that someone would drop Iglesias. If it's 15-team, it makes no sense. You don't want to do that. 15-teamers should not be given up on reliable closers, even if they have a tough stretch. You sit them for a week if you have to, but you got to hang on to guys like Rizel Iglesias, who could... I mean, this is a guy who came... On this show, my guy... Was it D. Mendy? Was that D. Mendy or his brother, Eric Doc? I can't remember which one it was. Show, show. It was one of those Mendys from the Triple Play podcast. Plus, don't forget little cheesecake, Art. Show. Love Art. Art, thinking of you, brother. My man. But one of them said Rizal Iglesias would lead the league in saves this year. That's looking like a stretch, but it's far from over. So this is a no-brainer to me. I would go big and never look back, even if it looks scary now. Jaybird says, yes, I think so, too. I got a $1,000 budget. It's the Mike the Mouth League, so I'm going 12. Oh, it's oh, going head-to-head with Mike the Mouth. Wow. Balls to the wall. Kudos to you, my friend. That takes a lot of courage. I hope the juice is worth the squeeze on that, and it does make sense that it's a 12-team league. He also says, I have Fulmer as a backup bid. Great. I think they want Fulmer to be the guy. They want him to look amazing. And they would trade it. But that's what a normal GM would do. Al Avila is not a normal GM. And unfortunately, <laughs> I can't expect that they will trade Michael Fulmer, even though they should. They should prop up his value and maximize talent, make him look amazing, make him look like an elite closer over the next six weeks, and then trade his ass and get an actual asset. Al, actual asset, please. You're killing me, Al Avila. Avila. God, he's killing me. Go Tigers. This is not a Tiger show, so I apologize. But Al Avila, if someone is in his ear, or if he knows... I mean, he had a kid who played Major League Baseball. Alex Avila. Actually, Alex Avila, and he's Al Avila. We've never understood that in Detroit. Makes no sense to me. But he had a kid who played baseball. So this guy knows baseball. He's lived and breathed it. He should make sure that Michael Fulmer gives them full value. So I would love to get Fulmer or Iglesias as a closer this week. And if I had to pay triple digits to do it for either one of them, I think I would do it. I think Fulmer is the guy in perpetuity. I really do. But, hey, you don't have to take my word for it. You can think for yourself. 
and make your own decisions. It's up to you. Uh, I think that covers it this week for relievers that we're targeting, unless I missed something. I know uh, Brad Hand. Um, some concerns there that there could be other opportunities for Daniel Hudson. That would be cool. I drafted Hudson a lot in my drafting holds on NFBC. I've got, like, I think he, <laughs> partway through my draft season, he was a guy that I had four or five shares of already just accidentally because he was super cheap and I still liked him. Last year, he got some saves. He also had some blow-up games, but he was the closer for a while. So Daniel Hudson is someone to monitor. Uh, I wouldn't pay a lot to get him by any means, but I certainly would consider Daniel Hudson for a small bid or to pick up because over his last, look at this, the whole month of May, he's been absolutely incredible. Has not given up a single earned run in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven appearances filled with holds and wins. So Daniel Hudson's pitching lights out right now. He's got a .69 whip in 16 innings with 20 strikeouts. This is the guy who's pitching the best in that pen. I don't think there's a debate about it right now. So if you're looking to speculate and get that guy who's going to be next in Washington, if Brad Hand goes south, then you can do that. Though Brad Hand did have back-to-back saves over this weekend, of course, but that was before he gave a blow-up on Friday. So that's three straight days. And then he also... Hmm. Yeah, this will be interesting. I don't think they're going to abandon hand. And what the national season is, is also a big-ass mystery. I don't know if they're good or if they're going to, they think they're going to be good and they're going to turn the corner. Strasburg's back now, so they feel like they're fully, have their full arsenal and they're ready to rock. But who the hell knows? Brian says that Al Albuquerque. (laughs) Yeah, put in a bid on Al Albuquerque. Is he still in the league? Man, what a name. Those are the best baseball names ever. Jaybird says, I might go after both. No Tigers love in that league. Mize and Turnbull are free agents. Hmm. Well, Casey Mize. Actually, Mize has been pitching better, and I think he's worth the pickup, actually. Things are looking more promising. And a nice outing against Kansas City and Seattle back-to-back. In fact, he hasn't really had a bogus outing since last month against Kansas City when he got ripped. Otherwise, he's been pretty reliable. And I believe he's a two-stepper this week because he's going against Cleveland tomorrow. So, Casey Mize, definitely pick him up. Take a chance on Mr. Mize. He'd be worth it this week because he's got a matchup with Cleveland and then the New York Yankees at home. I like those. That's not the most stellar number one two-star option in the business this week, but it is certainly worth your time. So, get your ass to Mars and pick up Casey Mize. Thanks for bringing that up, Jaybert. Jasper says, gotta grab Mize. That's right. Gotta grab Mize. Go Tigers. Way too much Tigers on this show, but hey, sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. You're listening and watching the Head Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's the Sunday Fabulous, 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 Most Antagulous, Fabulous, Super Cowboy French, Listen, I Spiel and Sunday Streamer Show. That's right. <laughs> We're glad to have you aboard. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast. You talk. Two L's. Give me two. Two Z's. All right, did we cover relief pitching? You guys feel satisfied? Can we move forward? Because I'm ready to move forward. Uh, Let's talk hitters. So who are you guys targeting this week? Is there interest in Mr. Walls? Came up this week. The Rays brought him up. People thought that maybe when Willie Adamas got traded to the Brew Crew this week, that Wander Franco might happen. Or hell, even Vidal Brujan would happen. Both tremendous players. They are so lucky to have both of those talents in their system. Wow. But Taylor Walls got called up, and he's played Saturday and Sunday of this weekend. He went two for four yesterday, one for four today, scored a run in both games. And it uh, could be worth a real cheap pickup here. I don't know how long he sticks, how long he lasts, but it looks like they want to play him. So if you're looking for somebody that's cheap and easy, Taylor Walls is a guy that could fill the void for you. He plays shortstop, or at least that's how he's designated in Yahoo leagues. And I would assume that's the same in other leagues, but I could be wrong because I don't know everything, guys. I know a lot. That's why I try to do a show and I try to bring you the knowledge, but there's still so much to learn in this life. Man, just think about it. So much out there. You know, there's Mount Everest and there's Lake Titicaca. There's so many things to see. Man, this life is fantastic. It's a wonderful life, isn't it? Taylor Walls never showed a lot of power in his game. If you look in the minor leagues... Not a lot of power, but could steal bags, and that's fun. And uh, you could hit for a decent average. I don't think there's a lot to love in his profile except for the walks, 
hitting for average and getting steals. So if he gets on base and he can fill up some other cats, that's grace. But I don't see power in his game whatsoever. If you look at his minor league track record, 120 games in 2018, a single A, he hit six home runs. Then the next year he hit four plus six, that's 10. So he hit 10 in a full season. So maybe there's a power growth that'll happen there, but I don't see that happening this season, especially with this ball, by the way. There's going to be more about that ball revealed on rotofanatic.com this week. My guy against Crosby Spencer. This guy is a savant, man. You you know baseball savant, but we have our own savant at rotofanatic.com. Crosby Spencer. He's a wizard. He's a wizard of StatCast data in his own data. And he's doing an article that's coming out this week about the 2021 ball and what he knows about it so far. And this is all based on hard data. So it's not just made up bullshit. You're going to love it. Make sure you check out that article when it comes out this week. The 2021 ball. What are we dealing with? We need to know. Jaybird says, Keiko a drop in a 12-teamer? What do you guys say? How about you? You guys want to comment? Let's see what the audience thinks. It's not just about me. Remember, you guys are my co-host today. No, Deary. I think... Oh, ball? <laughs> yeah, that's right, Brian. We got a ball reveal coming soon. But uh, Dallas Keuchel recently is a guy that always gets shit on. Actually, always. <laughs> right? People, oh, he's a soft tosser. You know, you never get what you think you'll get out of Keuchel. He's a buzzkill. But I think that's disrespectful to the guy. And I know a, a guy who knows a lot about baseball, especially deep, hard data. Alex Chamberlain wrote an article about some of the soft tossers in the league earlier on Fangraphs this season. And that was about Dallas Keiko. We talked about it on the show back in January, how they get shit on, and sometimes the data doesn't reveal how good guys like Dallas Keiko or Kyle Hendricks really are. Marco Gonzalez, some of these quote-unquote soft tossers. So I don't... In a 12-team, if you have better options, if you could give me three options that are on the waiver wire right now to compare to, I might say drop him, Jaybird. But otherwise, I would say hold because he's on a really good team. You're going to get wins. If it's a wins league, you want to keep Keuchel. I believe he'll continue to bring wins. And the ratios should even out. If you look at what he's been doing this season, it's not like he's been terrible by any means. But you're talking about, you know, is this guy a 15-teamer? Sure, there's no doubt about it. You're asking for 12-teamer. And I think that's why I said I want to know who else is on the wire because context matters and who you could replace him with would matter. He had a six-earn run blow up against the Twins on May 12th. Other than that, he's been pretty steady Eddie if you look at his game logs. You don't get the strikeouts with him. We know that, but that's not his thing. He's supposed to keep the walks down and keep the hits down. And one of the problems here is he has not been able to do that as well this year. Uh, the walk per nine's up a little bit, although his career average is 2.63, so it's at 2.6. So that's actually right for him. That's right on schedule. But the K-9 is so bad. Usually he could get you a K-9 of like 7. Right now it's at 4.2. So that is a cause for concern, especially with how easy it is to strike out people this year and all the goddamn no-hitters we've had. It's never been easier to pitch, has it? Am I crazy? Jaybird says, I'm going to keep, I'm going to use him as my drop for Iglesias. So if I get outbid on $163, I'm okay to keep Keuchel. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would drop Keuchel for... Royzel Iglesias, I absolutely would. I think that's a fine idea. Jay Bird also says, Ty France, a better drop? He stinks last 30 days. Yeah, well, he's been on the IL, though. He had the wrist inflammation issue. And me and Eric Cross were actually talking about this. Like, we're in a 15-teamer, mind you. A 15-team tag team league, which was created by the one and only Maddie Wood. <laughs> Maddie Davis, great guy. Follow Maddie on Twitter. Great follow. Loves fantasy baseball. Loves his Dodgers. We all have faults. It's okay. But in that league, in a 15-team league, we're still holding France. So if you're in a 12-team league, I think you're going to want to hang on to France. We don't know what the exact timetable is on his return with this issue. Unless somebody can update me. I haven't seen uh, much. I do see there's a good chance for him to be activated from the 10-day IL during the three-game series against Oakland that begins tomorrow. Oh, well, shit. Yeah, that's great news. So I would definitely not drop France yet because he's a great hitter. And the best is yet to come as long as he's healthy. And the reason he started to suck was because of the wrist issue, which is why he ended up on the IL. So I think I would hang on to France, even in a 12-team league. So that's a good idea. I'm glad you brought that up. Don't bail on Ty France just yet. Don't. Jasper Springer says, I have France and was hoping to see something good by now, but no such luck. You got to chill. Don't bail just yet. Don't bail. 
especially when it's at the lowest point. He's got to hang on a little bit longer. He's coming back this week, and he's going to start playing on a team that's not going anywhere. The Mariners are, you know, they're 500. They're 20-21-ish. They're right in the mix of being average, which is actually great. I mean, good for them. I'm all for it. But Ty France was traded for last year in that deal that sent Austin Nola and all those other Mariners down to see Andy, San Diego. San Diego. So don't bail on France. I said Ty France was going to be a steal this year, and I still stand by it. I'm not giving up. He was off to a real nice start in April before he started having this wrist issue. So he was making shit happen. I'm not going to bail on Ty France now. No way. If there's another month goes by and he plays the same way he did over the last 30 days, then you guys can shove it up my ass. You can punch me in the face and say, Hey, I told you Ty France was trash. You can do that, but not yet. Just wait. Just wait, okay? Hang tight. Everybody hold tight on those Ty France shares. Just like Bitcoin. Just got to hold tight. You got to ride this out, guys. Just ride it out. Hold them. I have France. I was hoping to see something good by now. I know. It sucks, Jasper. Hang in there, though, buddy. I have France, too, in a lot of leagues. I have him almost in every league I play in. I was a big Ty France believer, so I'm hanging tough just like you. Jaber says, okay, that's good news. Was looking at Pinder, but I will keep France. No, yeah, no Pinder. France's overall potential value is just so much better than Pinder's, so I think you're better off making that choice. Trade bait if he does well. Sure, sure. I mean, if you need another area that has to be filled, Ty France is definitely trade bait. I believe in Ty France, but at the same time, somebody offered me, they were talking with me in mid-April. Hey, I'll trade you Ty France and Nick Solak for Shohei Otani. I would have gave up Solak and France for Otani the hitter. I passed because I was so excited about France and Solak's potential value. This is also a keeper league, guys. I want to make that clear in my home league. But I wish I had Shohei Otani the hitter. I really do. But that's what I think of France. So if you want somebody else's opinion, hey, what do you think of Ty France? That's what I think. Hold France, hold, but trade if it makes sense. Hold France, hold, but trade if it makes sense. There you go. That's a little song for you. All right, let's talk some more hitters here before we got to get the hell out of here. You know, Danny Santana is alive and playing baseball. Do you guys know that? He plays for the Boston Red Sox, and he apparently is part of the routine right now. Sometimes Danny Santana just kind of shows up out of nowhere, back from the dead, and does his thing. This is what he does. He came back to life a couple years ago and had that ridiculous season with the Rangers. Remember that? Remember that stupid-ass season he had? And then he got overvalued, and everybody drafted him way too high last year, and then he fell off the face of the earth last year. Well, what if he's back? What if this is for real now? What if that 2019 is back for more? He had two home runs over the weekend and a stolen base, and he played in all three games against Philadelphia, and that was at Philadelphia, no DH, no DH. So that is interesting, and I think it's worth picking Danny Santana up because if he can go on a tear, Danny Santana does what Danny Santana does, it's worth your time, especially over the next month or so, or for as long as he's in the lineup until they finally get it together and say, hey, we're going to bring up uh, Jaron Duran now, which is what everybody would love to see in Boston, I'm sure. Brian says, depends on the format, but Danny Santana is interesting. That's what I just said. I'm with you, Brian. I'm selling it to you. I loathe Danny Santana coming into 2020 when he was a top 140 overall pick after his breakout year in 2019. I wasn't buying it at all. But now he's way back down again, and now he's rising like Lazarus from the dead. So these are the times you buy it. This is where you get in and say, hey, you know what? I'm not a big Danny Santana fan, but I know that he can have spurts of greatness. And if this is that moment, you guys got to get in where you fit in. Getting while the getting is good. Just like Too Short said, you got to get in while the getting is good. Too Short is wise. And he's from Oakland. All right. Danny Santana's worth it. And who, anybody else? Anybody else you guys want to cover? Hmm. Miguel Sano blew up. He's definitely worth it. If he's a free agent and you could put a bid. He's going to hit a billion home runs. If you're really struggling with power, if you've lost Fran Mill Reyes, for example, and you need to fill the power gap and Miguel Sano is available, definitely, definitely bid on him. He does this. He has these epic power streaks. Hell, he'll still probably hit 40 home runs this year and he'll only play in 115 games. Like He could do that. He hit 34 home runs when he played in 120 games a couple years ago. So if you need power, Miguel Sano is an obvious no-brainer. Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. Keston Hira. Kestin here uh, is a mystery now. The Brewers traded for Willie Adamas, and they have Louis Urias, and they have guys like Dan Vogelbach and Travis Shaw. 
And I just can't believe that Dan Vogelbach and Travis Shaw are going to fill the void forever. The Brewers are in a weird situation where they want to contend and they got great pitching, but their hitting has been... <laughs> so where does Keston here fit in? What do you guys think? I- I'm, I'm very skeptical right now of what we're going to get out of him with all these guys in the mix. What do you guys think? Have you been keeping up? Have you been keeping tabs on his minor league numbers? Star Platinum says Santana or France? Star Platinum. What a sweet-ass name. Welcome in, Star Platinum. By the way, you can sub the channel, Palazzo Podcast, right here and click the little dingy bell for notifications. We would love to have you. We do a podcast three times a week, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, Friday nights. Woo! And for, uh, Wednesday night, we're having on Kev Masurgeon from the Roto Surgeon Podcast. He's awesome. He'll be on Wednesday night. You're going to love it. Santana or France? This is a great one. This is a really good one, Star Platinum. Kudos to you. Let's give it up. Damn! Yep. I'm going to give you the applause button as well. Because, damn, that is this is a great quandary. If Santana is going to play every day, then he looks like he's worth it. But how long can it last? What about the rest of the roster with the Red Sox? I mean, take a look at what they have going on, who's hurt, and who's not available, and who's playing right now. Verdugo, Alex Verdugo, that is. God, I love him. He's so awesome. But he's having hammate problems, and he set out the last two games of the series this weekend because of hamstring issues. And then there's also Christian Arroyo is going to be activated from the 10-day IL tomorrow. So can you really rely on Danny Santana to have playing time here? That's the problem. I think when it comes to this decision, Santana or France, I think you got to go France because France is going to get the playing time. That is is a guarantee and I rarely make guarantees because nobody in this world can guarantee you shit and if they say they can they're lying but in this quandary I think you got to go with Ty France simply because you know the playing time will be there when he comes back this week Star Platinum I leave it to you I'm saying Ty France I think Ty France's juice is worth the squeeze always know if the juice is worth the squeeze that's how I feel about it uh, we got a couple more minutes, and i got to get the hell out of here. Oh, Star Platinum also says, if Santana hits, he plays multiple positions. Yeah, that's true. But there's just not enough spots on that Red Sox roster for him to play every day, right? I mean, you got Kiki Hernandez was there first. Is he going to lose playing time? Alex Verdugo, if he's not on the IL, if this hamstring thing is temporary, because it's been bothering him all year, I don't expect him to be on the IL. Definitely not playing over him. G.D. Martinez, DHs, Xander Bogarts, no. Rafael Devers, no. Christian Vasquez, no. Marwin Gonzalez, maybe. Bobby Dahlbeck, maybe. Frenchie Cordero, maybe. So, and then the bench has Michael Chavis as well, Hunter Renfro. So there's a couple maybes there on who could lose playing time to Danny Santana on Boston's roster. But that's maybe. I think if you want to get the more reliable playing time, it's France. And that's it. That's how I feel about it. That's my final answer. But I do recognize that Danny Santana could kick ass for a while and stay in the lineup if he's hot. They're going to use him as long as they can. It's a smart move. It makes sense baseball-wise. Chan Sample says, Why has Juan Soto been playing so bad? I picked him up in the first round, second, and first round pick. Uh, it just doesn't, I don't know. How could I answer that? <laughs> Juan Soto, why do you suck? Tell me now. I wish Juan Soto would call this show and tell us why he's struggling. But I don't have a good answer for you, my friend. It's just baseball. Shit happens. I mean, he's still hitting 295. It's not god-awful. He was out for a while, too. The power will pick up. He'll start crushing it. I think the Nationals are suffering some kind of like the Twins are suffering with that negative vibe is all around the clubhouse. So there could be a little bit of that, but Soto could be way worse than this. Way worse, right? So Chaz, my dear Alaskan brother, slow down, you know, pace yourself. Let's not panic. Let's not... Get ahead of ourselves here. Juan Soto is an incredible baseball player. And by August, by August, you're going to be typing in this. When we do the Sunday Night Fab and Streamer show in August, you're going to be saying, oh, my God, Juan Soto is so fucking amazing. I just can't stop. I wish I could play him at every position. It's going to happen. Juan Soto is beautiful, incredible baseball player. So damn good. All right, I got like a minute left here, and I got to hit the road. So last call here, last call. Um, Brendan Rodgers, I already talked about this on last week's podcast. Brendan Rodgers, he came back as soon as he was ready to go, on, and he had a two-run RBI single, and he's playing every day. So what else can I tell you? If he's still available on your league, you definitely, definitely, definitely want Brendan Rodgers. They're going to play him at the expense of other guys like Josh Fuentes and so on. 
if he's available. Still worth a shot. Love Brendan Rodgers. Love Brendan Rodgers. Love him all day. Make sure you have him. He's fantastic. Uh, the Chad Pinder stuff is fun. He's still worth it, too. If you have other positions of need, Chad Pinder is a guy who can go on streaks and tears. So if it's a deeper league, Chad Pinder all day. I said this a couple days ago on the last show. Stash Vidal Brujan now. If he's still available, stash him in redraft leagues. Obviously, dynasty leagues, he's on a roster. Vidal Brujan of the Rays. This guy can play, and he might be as good as Wander Franco. I'm not kidding. He's not. He shouldn't be that much farther below him in terms of this prospect rankings. Vidal Brujan, definitely worth your time. Uh, I covered some of these Red Sox. Brandon Crawford, this guy, I don't know how he does it. Don't buy into it. This will die very soon. Brandon Crawford of the Giants is fun. The Giants are a fun story, but it can't last, guys. It just cannot last forever. Trust me. Sooner or later, the party's going to be over. Uh, Jorge Alfaro is coming back. He's on the rehab assignment, and he's been waiting and waiting and waiting. But if you need a catcher, Jorge Alfaro is worth your time. I would pick up Jorge Alfaro of the Miami Marlins if you can. And one last thing. I mentioned this. Tyler Stevenson of the Cincinnati Reds. He's fucking incredible. He's a great bat. This guy is a badass bat. He's so good. Trust me. Pick him up. He's playing at first base now with Mike Moustakas on the IL and other injuries. He's a catcher, but he's playing at first base every day. So you could put a guy at catcher who can crush the ball. And he's hitting the top of the lineup. He's hitting third of the lineup all weekend. So this is a guy who can crush the ball, should be playing every day. And right now he is. Get Tyler Stevenson on your roster and ride this for as long as you can. And hopefully, while he gets to play every day, he awakens the Reds to the reality that they're a way better team with him in the lineup every day. And that kind of guy at catcher is going to be tough to find, and you need that guy. So get Tyler Stevenson on your roster, please. This is something you must do. I want to implore all of you to make sure you make it happen. All right. Well, that's it. I'm out of time. I wish I could talk more. God, I would love to talk hours and hours and hours of baseball with you guys, but I got to go and do the first day pod, which is about mental health. And mental health is very, very important. Chaz Seppel says, I know he can play better, but it just makes me mad. My team is great with his playing level. It would be great with him playing like I know he can. And I'm only screaming because he put it in caps. Well said, Chaz. Have a great week, everyone, says Brian. You too. Odebel Herrera. Uh, Odebel Herrera, sure. Yeah, Odebel Herrera is a fun little guy. I wouldn't buy into the hype too much, but he's on a run right now, and he can make shit happen for your roster. Then sure, play him. Pick him up. But don't sell the farm. Don't take any drastic measures to pick up Odebel Herrera and put on your roster. That would be a mistake. And I don't want that to happen to you guys. I want you guys to have fun and have good times, especially you, my friend Jasper. Jasper, I love you. You're one of our best Palazzo people out there. No, So are you, Brian. So are you, Chaz. Star Platinum. Hopefully you're one of the new ones as well. Have a great week. Great show, bro. Thank you, Jasper. Thank you so much. Odebel Herrera, uh, real quickly. Uh, yeah, he's worth it, but he's not amazing. I mean, he's playing every day. That's cool, but that's about it. And the Phillies are a mystery. He can give you home run and power. That's definitely worth your time, but I still think they have a lot of moving parts. It seems like they kind of want to get Herrera in the lineup more often now. And if he's in the lineup, then, yeah, you need a guy you can rely on. And with the upcoming week, I think it might be worth a shot. So, yeah, Odebel Herrera, it's worth a flyer. But don't do anything risky or crazy by, you know, trading somebody who's much more valuable or giving up on a player who is about to break out, but you're getting annoyed. We can get stolen bases elsewhere, so you don't need to sell the farm for Odebel Herrera. There it is. We close it out with the Odebel Herrera riff. What a pleasure. Jaybird, so great. Thank you so much. Go Tigers. Thanks, everybody. I'll be back Wednesday with Kev Basurgeon from the Roto Surgeon Podcast. Me and hopefully Deary, wherever the hell he was, will be here. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonBail.com. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. MJ Govier, G-O-V is the Victor I-E-R on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Catch you on the flip side. Don't think me unkind. Rule five, fix that stick. Are hard to find From Chris Shelton To Reed Garrett These once promising names Litter my mind When the Tigers Selected this year Their logic suddenly Badu, his father's from Ghana, is all I want to say to you. Akil Badu, his walk-off winners, his innocence is tried and
Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs>